Within the Catholic Church in New York, there are preliminary discussions. Many of the faithful believe a case should be made for the late NYPD detective Stephen McDonald to be canonized, to become a saint. For more than 30 years, McDonald turned his wheelchair into a pulpit as he preached a message of love and peace. He inspired people to embrace compassion when he forgave the teenager who shot and paralyzed him. I think I'm one of his miracles. Billy Keenan from New City says Stephen McDonald basically saved his life. He, too, was a quadriplegic. Surfing accident, 2013. When my head hit the sand, I was paralyzed instantly. And the last conscious memory I had was of trying to get up. And then everything faded to black. There was one surfer in the water named Eric Blitzel, And he saw my body come to the surface face down, and he knew that I was drowning. So it took him about a minute to get to me, dragged my body onto the sand, started CPR. The EMTs arrived, and I was defibrillated twice in the six-mile trip to the hospital. Right at the hospital, they did a quick CT scan, and the diagnosis was fractures, to C1, 2, 3, 5, 6, spinal cord bruise at C4. So I was going to be a quadriplegic for the rest of my life. They fused C5 and 6. They drilled a halo and attached it to my skull. They put in a tracheostomy and put me in a medically induced coma. I woke up two and a half weeks later, and it's best described by saying, St. John of the Cross called it the dark night of the soul. So I woke up and I couldn't move my arms and legs. I couldn't talk. And literally for the next eight weeks, I was taken to Helen Hayes Hospital to begin rehab. And I would go through physical, occupational, and speech therapy every day. And every single night, I was given Ambien, Trazotone and Oxycontin to try to combat this Ambien and Trazotone were for sleep and the Oxy was to try to alleviate the pain of the halo screws and despite the medication my grief and my anguish at everything I had lost was so deep and so profound that I could never sleep so I would lay awake and try to pray Dark days ensued. My prayer would go from pure rage at God. How could you leave me here like this? You know, how could you? I've been a good and faithful servant. How could you How could you treat me like this? And then my prayer went to just a cry for the mercy of a peaceful passing. But then a call came from Stephen McDonald. At that point, Keenan could not speak. He simply listened. And Stephen said to me, Billy, there's a reason why you're alive. Your work is not done. God has a very special plan for you. He said, when you're strong enough, when your rehab is over, you are going to come back and contribute in a significant way. And he ended the conversation by saying three times, in the end, there will be life. And I lay there thinking, like, what purpose in this 
wretched state could I possibly serve? And a couple of days later, my principal, my boss, Mike Gill, a Fordham and Albertus alum, was in my room, and he was just about to leave. And I stopped him, and I said, Mike, in one year, I'm going to be back to teaching. And that was my goal. And the first thing I had to do was learn how to breathe. But once I learned how to breathe, I thought, all right, I've got this. Billy Keenan had led an active life, father, army veteran, triathlete, Irish musician. Teaching was his vocation. First, he weaned himself off of a ventilator. Then he adapted his teaching strategies so he could get back to North Rockland High School. And luckily, all my lectures were on PowerPoint, and my tests, quizzes, classwork, and homework were on Microsoft Word. So it was just a matter of accessing the material. But I had serious volume deficits because my paralysis is from mid-chest down. So the AV department gave me a wireless lavalier mic and a small speaker. And uh, the tests, the, the technology department gave me a set of laptops, 30 laptops, and the kids wrote their essays on Google Docs, sent them to my Dropbox. My teaching assistant put each essay up on the smart board and I would recline in my wheelchair on free periods and grade every essay. So it's a system that we had to adapt, improvise, and overcome. And that was something that was ingrained in me from the time that I served. I served four years as an army lieutenant. Last, my last tour was as a company commander in Honduras in Central America. Every mission comes up and there's always a problem and there's always a solution. So I actually wrote the book on how a quadriplegic can actually fully function as a teacher. And the system worked beautifully for two years. But the daily grind of teaching took a toll on Keenan's body, a seizure, infections, and coma. Finally, his doctor advised him to retire. Teaching was the one thing that I had left that I could do, and now it was gone. And while I convalesced, I went into a bit of a depression. But then I remembered the words of this famous rabbi, Stephen Leader, and he created a paradigm that went from why to what as a means of transcending human suffering. And he said, you know, when really bad things happen to us, you can allow yourself a couple of moments of why God, why me? But then to transcend that suffering, you have to go from why to, all right, this thing happened. Now what am I going to do with it? And for me, I realized that, you know what? I've got this incredible story of a life, an incredible life before, and then surviving the injury, learning to breathe again, returning to the classroom. And I went back to Stephen's words. You survived because you have a role to play. And that's when I started going out speaking. 
There were other trying moments, a divorce, the mystery of missing money from a huge community-organized fundraiser. Billy Keenan never saw a penny. The theft is still unsolved. Nevertheless, Keenan persevered. By sharing my story, I'm able to still contribute and live up to Stephen's words that you have a role to play. And I think that all of this has a meaning and a purpose. And I think that the Billy Keenan in this wheelchair has the ability and the opportunity to reach even more people than the able-bodied Billy did. So I've almost come to embrace it. it. It's not what I wanted, God knows, but it's what I have. And I think that if I didn't do what I'm doing now, by going out and speaking, I would really be dishonoring God and all the people who turned out five years ago to support me. Billy Keenan shares his story of overcoming adversity with school children, sports teams, and charitable organizations. His inspiration? NYPD Detective Stephen McDonald, who did the exact same thing, sharing his message of love and forgiveness. It was Stephen. You know, when I was lost and was ready to give up, I feel that he was the messenger. He carried the message that day. And now that he's gone, it falls to me to try to, I mean, I can never be Stephen. There was only one Stephen. But I can try in my own way, with my own story, to try to do what he did. And it's like everything has come full circle. Keenan has a unique message for different audiences. If I'm in a parochial setting or a faith-based setting, I talk about a blessed life. I said, you may not think it by looking at me, but I have lived a blessed life before, during, and after my injury. And then I go through the blessings of my life as a soldier, a musician, a triathlete, a surfer, and a father. And then how blessed I was that for some reason, there was one surfer in the water that day who grew up as a lifeguard. When I speak to a public school or to a corporation that's non-faith-based, I use the model of decisions. The one thing that we have control over in our lives are the decisions that we make. And I go through the decisions that raised me up to great success and happiness as a soldier, as a teacher, as a musician. The decision that I made after talking with Stephen that I was going to teach, the decision that I made after I could no longer teach five days, I made the decision that, you know what, I'm strong enough to go out one or two days a week and, and do my speaking. So that's, that's the thrust of the, you know, public school or non-faith-based group. When he returned to his high school alma mater, Albertus Magnus, Keenan was joined by Stephen McDonald's widow, Patty Ann. We just instantly bonded. You know, I told her my story and the impact 
that Stephen had had on my life. And we just locked into each other. And since then, Patty Ann has been out and gone out speaking with me. When it comes time to make a case for sainthood for Stephen McDonald, Billy Keenan believes he can help the cause. I can be considered one of his miracles because who could have ever seen the wreck that I was in a halo, unable to talk, thinking that my life was done. And his words prompted me and guided me to not only get back in the classroom, but now, since September of 2017, basically taking up the mantle of his work. Who, who could ever have predicted that? In New City, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880.